On today's episode, we're going to be talking with Nick Davenport, the creator of Mind Body One. Uh, Ryan and I were able to talk to Nick when we were at the most recent COVD meeting, and he was um, working with the company that develops Fit Lights, which we're hoping to incorporate into our office when we're working with some of our sports vision patients. And we just found his program to be interesting and hopefully something that we can incorporate into our own practice and thought we'd share a little bit with others. Welcome to the Dynamic Duo Podcast, recording from Naperville, Illinois. As developmental optometrists, we feature like-minded professionals as guests in an effort to promote awareness and collaboration. Now, here are your hosts, Drs. Lindsay Stoll and Ryan Edwards. I want to welcome Nick Davenport here for the Mind Body One. He's got an awesome program that not only will improve your cognitive functioning, but also your physical cough functioning and ability and he combines the two in I think a very unique way and there's a lot has a lot to offer and what we want to do is just get to know him and and his product and uh, learn a little bit more of you know how we can use it how we can implement it you know in our office and uh, who you know who all can benefit in general so without further ado welcome Nick to the show <laughs> hey how's it going everybody <laughs> <laughs> if you want to give us just a little background or even how you got to where you are uh, you know and just even within uh, within uh, the mind body one yeah, that's a pretty uh, crazy, crazy story, but uh, I guess I'll start at the best place, uh, the beginning. Um, November 3rd, 1988, I was born. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so basically my background is in actually uh, cognitive sciences. I did a bachelor's in psychology, just general psych. Um, I found myself uh, confused on where I wanted to go after college because I was an athlete too. And like most kids, pros is the goal. And honestly, mm-hmm. I wanted to go pro. I played football and ran track, but um. It didn't work out. And I honestly wasn't mad about it. Like I had a pretty strong athletic identity, but I still had a good personal identity. So when school ended and I wasn't going pro in anything, I was just like, what's the next step? And mm-hmm. with psychology, my first thought was, OK, be a therapist. I didn't really know there was any other lane. So I was like, OK, I'll go to get my master's in mental health therapy. And I did that. And I quickly found it wasn't really for me. Like it was dealing with a lot of more like disorders and issues which I didn't mind helping people, but I didn't know if I wanted to do that every day, all day. Mm-hmm. So I had a classmate, actually, who was like, hey, you're a former athlete. You probably like sp- sports psychology. And I'm like, hey, what's that? Yeah. And I thought <laughs> the name kind of gave it away. Psychology, sports, this is just for me. But she was like, there's not really money in it. And being an idiot that I am, I'm like, so? <laughs> so I, I switched my majors. Um, she said not to do it. And I thank her for bringing it up. But I went against what she said. And I chose <laughs> yeah. sports psychology. And I quickly fell in love with it because it's dealing with the mental aspect of performance and athletes. And I'm like, this is right up my alley. And then during that same time, I was doing a personal training um, certification. And I, I quickly was like, you know what? Mental muscle. I like that term. I don't know if I was the first one to say it, but I definitely know I coined it. And like that was 2011. So mm-hmm. I've been following the mental muscle thing since then. My Instagram and uh, social media is Mr. Mental Muscle. So quickly, I married the concepts of athletics, strength, conditioning, fitness, and um, mental uh, aspect. And it was like, how do I make this more though? Because it basically was two different fields that I was just like, I know one and I know the other, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't what it was today. So as I'm finishing the master's, I had a few derailments from life. 
Um, I actually had end up having my daughter during that time. So I ended up stopping school for a while. Mm -hmm. Basically, during that period, I was just teaching students as a high school and middle school teacher. And I kind of veered away from the fitness world and the mental health world for a while. Mm -hmm. And I slowly saw my passion like drifting away and my drive. And then a great, terrible thing happened. I got laid off from my teaching job. I had a newborn daughter, Uh had a significant other to take care of, had a house, I had a car. Worst timing. But why I say it was a good and terrible thing is because I went back to school, finished my master's in sports psych, and then my great-grandmother died of Alzheimer's. So all these oh, so much negative things, and you can see where I'm going with this, how stress and negativity yeah. made this actually a good thing. So all that happened within a year. Great-grandmother died of Alzheimer's. I got laid off from teaching. I had no money. I was working at Target unloading trucks. So I was like, I got to make a way. So I finished my master's, and I did my thesis on the integration of uh, applying strength and conditioning methodology to mental training. Hmm. And my teacher was blown away by it because, like you asked earlier, is there really a big thing on this? It really wasn't. Yeah. I found maybe two or three research articles that I used as references that literally were similar to what I was doing. Everything else was me piecing together mental stuff with strength and conditioning stuff. But it was only like two or three, and they all were written by the same woman. So it was oh, like man. it was yeah. uncharted territory in a sense. So I said, why not make this a thing? Yeah. Why aren't people doing this? Yeah. We know mental is important. We know physical is important. But why keep them separate? You know, they're not exclusive to each other. Couldn't so agree more. through all that, that birth, mind, body, one, that was around 2014 by this point. So about three years after I finished my undergrad and went through all that, about 2014 is when uh, mind, body, one, like the, the, the beginning stages was born. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. I mean, and if you think about it, when we use our mind, and when how many times have you heard the phrase sports or athletes or anything? You know, it's all 90% is from the neck yep. up, you know? <laughs> and so, yeah, why, why not combine the two? Yeah, that's awesome. I just, I feel like you're... You've got such a cool product and, you know, we want to do all we can to help promote it and get, I don't know, get people the best that they can be. So, and, and we'll talk about um, Mind Body One as well for sure. Um, but I know we just met you at COVD when we were um, looking at the Fit Lights. Can you explain a little bit maybe when you kind of got involved with uh, working with Fit Lights? So, yeah. Um, so, like I said, around 2015 is when Mind Body One became a thing. It wasn't like what it is now. It was just like the thought process planning. So through the years, I had created my own equipment and drills and crazy stuff using cones and all these other weird things. And I saw Fit Light on a, um, a, a Facebook post and it was people doing like planks and it went viral. It still goes. People still tag me in that same post today. Mm-hmm. That was like, like late 2016, early 2017. And I wanted them. But I was I'm a bootstrap, self-made businessman. I'm not you know, I don't have a million dollar backer or nothing like that. So everything I've bought, whether it's Fit Light or any other company or whatever, is out of my pocket. So I had to be strategic and okay, what do I purchase? And I had a small facility at the time, so it really wasn't in my budget. So I reached out to um the the um head people at Fit Light, who I'm now as you saw, partnered with, mm-hmm. and they got back to me and gave me pricing. So I'm the type I'll scout out pricing, but more than likely I'm going to buy. I usually don't reach out if I have no intent to buy. Mm-hmm. So that was about March, so maybe September. So like six months later, I bought them, and the day I got them, I was actually teaching, and my business partner was at our facility. He said, "Hey, the fit lights just got here," and I was in class. And I saw the text, and I'm like, "Oh man, I want to just cancel class and go." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but I obviously couldn't do that. So when class ended, I rushed back to the facility. And he was already playing with them. And I'm like, give me that. Like a kid, like we're like yeah. brothers fighting yeah. over a toy. So I, I had the tablet. And I told um, Alana and Rob, who are the head people at Fitlight that you met at the conference, yeah. I was like, they were like, oh, yeah, so you went through the manual? I was like, nah, actually. And they were surprised to say I never went through the manual. I've 
hate to say it, I've never actually read the manual. Who <laughs> just dives into it? Like yeah. I'm very weird. Like as a kid, I would do that. So they saw me using it. I posted all over my Instagram. And then, funny enough, a month later, not even, I got them. I want to say the 16th and September 27th. Something pivotal in my life, not just career, but life would happen. Mm-hmm. I hit up an old friend from high school named Phil Daru. Um, he's the head strength coach at American Top Team, one of the biggest fighters gym mm-hmm. in the the world, actually. And he was working with Dustin Poirier, who's now the lightweight interim yeah. champion of the UFC. Yeah. And I hit him up out the blue. And this is after I had my fit lights. I was already doing my mind body one training, so that was nothing new. But the fit light I felt completed my uh, my uh, circuit of, of yeah. drills and all that. This was like the the piece de resistance. So I was like, I got something you would like. Mm-hmm. And me and him had stayed in touch over ten years since we've been out of high school. So it wasn't like I just hit him randomly, but. He was like, okay, come on in. Um, my client doesn't pour you, and I was just talking about this yesterday. I'm like, wait, what? What, what are the eyes? <laughs> they were talking about cognitive training, yeah. and I hit them up. I guess something, the, the wavelengths of our brains were in the same uh-huh. atmosphere because it connected. Yeah. And I came in, and I did some drills with them, and he was blown away. He was like, hey, come back at 6.30. We're doing a Fox Sports shoot. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. And mind you, this is the first time I ever met Dustin. Yeah. And now we're friends now. We went from clients to now friends. And he believed in it since day one. Like the first time I met him, he trusted me enough to do his Fox Sports shoot and add me into that. And I'm yeah. forever grateful for both of them. And basically, this is get back to Fitlight because you're like, okay, Fitlight. No, that's so okay. I was using Fitlight in the drills. And pretty much that was the primary things we were using. And they hit me up. And they were like, oh, we saw you on Fox Sports. And I'm like, oh, yeah. It's like, well, let's stay in touch. And they just saw the content I was putting out. And they appreciated that. I was helping their brand more so than just being like yeah. sports, sports, sports. It's yeah. like, no, let's look at this from the whole aspect of brain training. Yeah. And then we made a partnership. They gave me free equipment. It was just like kind of a, like a brand ambassador to that extent. Nice. But then it eventually became a partnership. And that was 2018, early 2018. And we haven't looked back. And we've been doing shows together. We've had dinner. We, you know, it's become more of a family thing than just, you know, yeah. business. And, you know, we're definitely business, but we definitely have a, a personal relationship with each other. We keep in touch even if we're not doing nothing for conferences. So that's how we came to be with FitLight. Yeah, that makes it so nice when you can, I guess, do business with your friends. You know, it doesn't even feel like you're working and you're enjoying what you do. You're all contributing. That's such a, a cool story. And I think on both ends, such a great melding of talents and skills. Oh, yeah. Um, so with the mind-body one, then what um, kind of, I guess, what tools do you need to be able to utilize that program? So basically, at first, it was just all you needed was like some kind of like simple brain task. Like I would make people recall numbers or words while doing like a plank. So at the root of it, it was just that being able to use working memory, decision making. And it just took maybe write down a piece of paper, a bunch of words, put in front of your client while they're doing a plank or squats. And then they just remember it during the task. Wait like 30 seconds and make them recall it. But it grew after that. So the equipment now I would say the foundation, which you guys will be getting soon, is like the um, grid, the mind-body one grid, which is a series of numbers that are out of order and they have different colors, different role um, accommodations. So basically having that equipment helps you implement different aspects of cognition. So vision obviously is a big part of that. The brain takes in, I, I want to say, about 80 percent of its sensory through visual mm-hmm. um, perception. So can't ignore that. Obviously, yeah. you still need auditory, kinesthetic, but. Let's be real. Our ba- our brain is literally made for for vision, so we can't overlook that. So that's a big part of it. Then the actual working memory, being able to utilize information within 30 to a minute or 30 seconds to a minute, the decide quick things, react. So all that comes together to have a full blown 
workout of the brain that also takes physical skill because there's a lot of programs that that have physical and a lot of programs that have mental, but most of them are stationary for the mental and the physical has very little mental aspect. Like there is different programs and products, but we say we want to bridge the gap with all of that and make it utilized so you're getting a one-stop shop for all your cognitive needs, not just one for vision or not just one for reaction. We want all of that involved because that's why the name, ironically, Mind Body One, <laughs> yeah. is, is, is a literally translation of you need all that stuff together. Well, and that's more real life. I mean, you have to be able to do that on a daily basis, basis not just independently of one another. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, even just in our, in our world of vision therapy and, and vision training, the, as much as we can, we try to get people moving because when you get the body moving, the neurons firing, uh, it just things seem to happen better. And like Lindsay said, it's more, more like real life. I mean, very, very seldom you sit at a, you know, especially in sports. I mean, everything is moving. You're moving. The objects are moving, but it's just, I don't know. I, I can't get over how cool this is. And, and, uh, and, you know, it's just such a, such an awesome product. And with, with just, I want to bring a couple things with stress and, you know, just why this is, you know, unique. So everybody performs under stress. And I think you had mentioned at one point, uh, in your, in the, the manual that uh, stress gets a bad rap, but you know, stress is good. There's good stress, bad stress, and stress gets you up in the morning, gets you going. Um, but when you are, you know, an athlete or when you're training under stressful conditions, you know, how does that benefit? I mean, how is that a good thing? Well, yeah, like you said, it's, it's up to interpretation, honestly, because, what I might find stressful, you might find something you will thrive off of. Like I personally like stress because it gets you aroused for the occasion, but some people it brings them down. So it's basically, I think it comes down to how do you interpret it or appraise it? Because like you said, it's going to be there. And mm-hmm. I always joke with my class when I teach a chapter on stress, because my course is basically um, a course on uh, physiology, wellness, mental health, stress exposure, all that stuff, nutrition. And the chapter on stress, I always joke with them and I'll, I'll be like, uh, stand up out your chair and they'll stand up and I say, sit back down. And I'll be like, that's stress because mm-hmm. stress is just any change in homeostasis or balance. Now yeah. that's very acute stress. It's not going to really harm you to stand up unless you have like maybe a, a 200 pound weight vest on. But for the most part, anything stress. So how do you appraise it? If I know, oh, I have a test tomorrow. I could be like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I, I don't think I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Or if I have a test tomorrow. I, I studied pretty well. I listened to the teacher. I took good notes. I, I think I should do well. Mm-hmm. Those are both the same scenarios, but how I praise it changes it, you know, and I think the best way to go about it is training or studying or doing whatever in an environment that has higher levels of stress than you really would. And I think that's where most coaches and sport and even other factors mess up yes. because I have an, an an analogy I call the tourist versus the uh, um, the resident. So imagine you go to Paris, right? Mm-hmm. And I've never been there, but I hear it's very nice in the summer. <laughs> but, um, so imagine you go to Paris and you've never been there before, like myself. And you're like, oh my gosh, the Eiffel Tower. Oh my gosh, it's the Mona Lisa. Oh my gosh. It, like everything's just uh, amazing to you because you've never been there. Mm-hmm. So that's a person who's not very acclimated to stress. And you don't want to be the tourist because think about being in a fight or fight situation. If you're too busy worrying about all the surrounding things that are relevant because it's just wowing you or, or throwing you off guard, you're going to miss the small, minute details that can save your life or make you perform better. That's why you want to be the resident. Mm-hmm. If I live in Paris, I've seen the Eiffel Tower a million times. You know, mm-hmm. it's not it's, it's still amazing. Right. But mm-hmm. it's not going to catch me off guard. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm from South Florida. People who, who never been to the beach always be like, oh, my gosh, it's so great. You live by the beach. Mm-hmm. I lived in South Florida my whole life. I can probably count in the last year on two hands how much times I've been to the beach. Mm-hmm. If that. Yeah. So it's like I've been there before. It doesn't really throw me off. So when you're in fight or flight stressful situation, you got to be able to know 
hey, I can handle this because you revert, I say, always back to your level of practice. So if uh, I never practice in stress, guess what? It's going to come and you're going to be like, what do I do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And I think your program is so unique because it replicates stressful situations under, you know, cognitive load and physical load, which sometimes is hard to do. I mean, and, and it takes, you know, even just effort to organize a situation like that. But with your system, you've got, uh, you know, um, exercises and things in place where you can go through that and try to replicate the cognitive and physical load the best you can. Otherwise, you're just doing one or the other. I mean, they're all blended together in some extent, but, uh, your system, uh, your, you know, your uh, mind body one specifically tries to replicate that, uh, as best as you can, which is, yeah, which is great. Uh, you, you know, usually when you do a system, how long does one, uh, does a person, you know, spend doing, you know, let's say we're going to put on our spandex and, and, uh, do a quick session. <laughs> how long would that take, you know, in general? Like a session or a, a program? Like, let's just do like a session. So if we're going to, yeah, like a, use a daily, a daily, like 10 minutes, 20 minutes. So that's the beauty of it. I think like what researchers I've seen, it's been like at least two to three hours a week. So okay. I guess how you break it down can vary. So typically with my clientele, when I do like one-on-ones or groups, it'll be more so of an hour session and I'll break that down in different facets. But if you, like you say, if you do it daily, it adds up. So it's just like any other, like with weight training or physical fitness, it still adds up. If you do 20 minutes a day for four days, that's 80 minutes. That's the same as you're doing two 40-minute sessions. It's just broken down differently. Your body still feels the same amount of uh, stress and adaptation. So it's the same concept. So if you can do it like at least 30, that's cool because it gives you more time to do stuff. But at the end of the day, 10 minutes daily still adds up. So as long as you're getting, I say, about two hours a week of it, and I think that's where the science says – after that, it just becomes more of like, you know, it's not a diminishing return, but it's like, is it really helping more? You know, because I'll okay. tell clients That's like, you know, yeah, you can do it every day, but there's an extent like, are you doing it just to help the actual process of adapting and your brain changing versus just getting good at what you're doing? And there's a fine line between the two, I feel. So it's just to the discretion of, I guess, what you can do and mm-hmm. how much time you have. Well, it's nice to know that, the, I mean, after about two hours in a week, I mean, you get you got the most bang for your buck in there and then you don't want to get either burned out or tired of it either. I mean, it just, you want to always have the, have that fresh. And, and how long, not just on a daily basis, but kind of the length of the program, what's a typical um, time frame? Yeah. Uh, I would say, I think they say about four weeks is good. Cause that's when you start seeing your brain actually physiologically will adapt. Cause like people like with a muscle, you can see the muscle get bigger or you can see, uh, get get stronger but it's just, once again it's the same concept over time they say about three to four weeks you see some changes on you you will be processing better like that's the beauty of like saying with fit light and some of my other drills we can measure this and say oh i did xyz the first week and then four weeks later or six weeks later now i'm doing better or i did the same so we say where the deficit is coming from because i always tell people when you test because a lot of people ask me how do you baseline and just what i learned from my background as a researcher like the baseline shouldn't match the protocol because a lot of people I notice will have the protocol be the same as the baseline. And it's like after a while, it's just you getting better at the protocol or the yeah. drill mm-hmm. that yeah. versus saying the intervention was slightly different. So I can say, OK, the intervention did help because it's different from the baseline. So yeah. I think that's a big thing a lot of people need to focus on because all my um, interventions throughout the four to six weeks between will be variations of the baseline. So, you know, OK. This, this it's like weightlifting. Once again, I bring it back to that. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do your one rep max every day. Mm-hmm. You're going to do a variation of that. You're going to do 60 percent of it. You're going to do 80 percent of it. And then after uh, four weeks, you've done like different uh, incline or decline or whatever. 
So it's different from the baseline. So when you test the squat again or the bench press, it's going to be stronger, hopefully. And it's the same context. So mm-hmm. over the four to six weeks, you should see a, a decent change. Yeah. And um, so after, I guess, four to six weeks, you see change. Do you recommend then continuing the program or do you stop and like take a break? Or what do you do after you have seen progress? So I like to call it like enrichment. It's like with anything. And since I work with a lot of sport room, in the sport room a lot, they typically will have a, a, a off season or an off camp. Like with the fighters, fighting is very different than most sports. And I'm not, I don't have a big fighting background, but working in it for the last two years, they'll have like six to eight weeks of prep for the fight. And after the fight, they might have like a month or two before they get another fight. So I usually, it depends. If they're down here, they'll do some touch up like enrichment saying like once a week here and there just to have it. But usually it's pretty low. So when they come back, it's almost like they're starting again. But the beauty is since we have their baselines. I'll know like, okay, this is where you should at least be at from the start. Mm-hmm. And usually what they'll be, they'll be like a little above it. So I very rarely see people who revert lesser than their mm-hmm. baselines. Most of the time they're either equal to it or a little above it. But it's like anything else. They're rarely like at their peak because you have to adapt once again. But that's the beauty of it. You're starting higher now. So mm-hmm. if I did a fit light drill, my average reaction was like uh, 80 something deactivation or hits, as they call it, and my average reaction was 2.5, and that was my best when I ended camp, and I come back in, and I do, uh, uh, that was my best, so say my baseline was 60 starting, and then went up to 80, and now let's say I come back in, I'm at 70, so at least we know, okay, he's where he should be, so usually it'll be like a, a little bit, like at least a month lapse for them, but for general population, I typically see, uh, uh, like let's say Richmond, so I'll do like a, uh, at least a day a week, so I always recommend stay consistent with it. So if they have my products, they can at least do it on their own before they come back in with me. Because how they do it on their own will be like the the drills they'll get from the book or the manual. But when they're with me, I'll have more like creative stuff that they'll really challenge them even more. So it just depends. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know on your website, um, you have almost like a, is it a weekly or a thing that you can sign up for? And then each day you kind of have an emphasis on a specific skill, whether it's, um, I think like one of them was almost like military combat or visual perceptual, oh, yeah. uh, you know, can you, uh, just elaborate a little bit on that as far as the, I think, is there four or five specific sales skills on there? I can't remember what it was. Yeah. So, um, that's my body one online. So it launches officially, um, June 1st should be. So, uh, okay. basically I made that because, uh, it was like reaching more people. Cause I'm only one person. I can only be one place at a time. Mm-hmm. So each day when it launches, so there's two facets of it. So what you were talking about was on the IG page, which is private. So if you're a member, you'll get access to it. And each day will emphasize different skill, which is broken down to vision, um, working memory, reaction, stress exposure, and mindset management. And I actually added a sixth one. I need to update that. So basically each skill, each day will be like a either a drill or it may just be like information. So that's on the IG page. But on the actual site itself, like you mentioned, the different demographics, it will have uh, each demographic with different drills and skill sets that'll go more in depth like videos or programming that you'll download for free well actually it's part of the membership so it's technically not free but it is because uh-huh. you get the membership you get access to all of that continuously and then the other half is the e-box which is basically a monthly subscription so it's just like when you do like a box to your house with like a, a fun box monthly and you get like a yeah. bag of goodies of like men uh-huh. shaving kits or ties whatever <laughs> yeah. same, same concept but with mental training and it has the same facets. I break it down 
and you're getting that as well. So it's basically you're getting a lot of bang for it. But it's like saying you're training with me personally without having me to annoy you in person. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. In each month, you can look for something you know exciting to to get. Yeah, yeah it's always it's, different. Yeah. Same concepts, but it'll be a different facet that takes from my my mental health background because. Last month, I launched it just the e-box as a light release to those who did the pre-order and mm-hmm. they got it. And a lot of people loved it because it was growing fastest that I don't really show as much. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get more into the, my mental health side because that's a big part of performance, too. Because a lot of people are seeing the, the drills and the physical side of cognitive performance. But I want to give them to know there's a mental aspect to that, how you internalize pressures or defeat or even just personality theories. Because I actually have a small background in personality theory as well. Yeah, that's all good stuff. I'm so excited to get a chance to visit with you, and uh, hopefully our listeners will feel the same, and they'll go to your website, uh, and we'll have a link to that uh, underneath our podcast, so they can sign up and uh, and kind of look around and check out some of the videos on also uh, Instagram. He's got a lot of good videos on there to give you a sense of what we're talking about. But yeah, it's just such a cool melding of a lot of skills that you have, and I think a uh, true entrepreneur and... and uh, you know, of, of vision forward person. And we're excited to see what all uh, you have entail uh, as things develop in the future. And hopefully we're a part of it at some, uh, you know, in some capacity. Most definitely. I need to make it out to Naperville. Cause I t- think I told you at the conference, how I read the book spark. I don't know. And yeah, uh, were you familiar with it before that though? I think I've heard of it, but I, well, actually I don't think not the spark that you were talking about is a different one. So, but, so no, I haven't. Yeah, because that's actually a book that was a big influence on this because the guy who wrote it, um, his name's John Rady, and I would love to meet him one day. I actually was at Harvard where he teaches a few months back working with the track team, but um, he wasn't around because I was definitely trying to like meet him because he's kind of like the 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 insp- big inspiration of all this. But um, he, he cited a study from Naperville with the schools in that district, and they did basically exercise before the hardest math and science classes, and they saw increase in standardized testing scores. So there's a lot of science of, like you said, with the BDNF and how the brain adapts to exercise to help it grow and learn better. Dad, we got to find that yeah, study. That's so amazing. Yeah, so cool. Well, Maybe by a P teacher. Well, oh, yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, which is even crazier. And even just in Naperville, I don't know what the chances are. But uh, awesome. Well, uh, thanks again, Nick. Unless you have any other closing statements, uh, we'll uh, we'll wrap this up and say yeah, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Oh, most definitely. All I say is I appreciate the time to talk about it and, and you, you're collaborating and, and uh, partaking in our drills and our program. So it means a lot and I appreciate it. Okay. Yeah. All cool. Right. All Thanks right. so Thanks much. Yep. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Dynamic Duo podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn, or by visiting our website dynamicvisiontherapy.com and clicking on the Dynamic Duo podcast link. Thanks for listening.